Yo, what's up, what's up? Welcome to File Leader Podcast, a new episode of Villanova Radio. We riding high, baby! <laughs> Yo, it was just exciting. It was. It was um, what football was about. Both teams played great. Of course, there are some mishaps on both sides, of, on both, both teams' parts. I've heard a, a, a follower say that, but it happens. Especially on a young team. They ain't even played together long. You know, we didn't even know who quarterback was going to be. You know, Quadri, people respect him. But, you know, you get a transfer like Daniel Smith, who's already had seasons, already had a breakout season. I think it was a win-win. Regardless, Quadri, Quadri Ismail's learning from a successful quarterback. Daniel Smith continues to be a standout. He's doing so good for his first year on his team. Getting used to the chemistry. He hasn't even got as good as he's going to get down the that, this is what you should be excited about. This team is nowhere near as good as it's going to be. This is not a team that was together last year. This is a young team. So, let's get to it. Daniel Smith, 279 yards. 279 yards. Four touchdowns. Two interceptions. You, got, you know, they got them. You know, Townsend's a good team. They, you know, they tried to jump all over them, but... Unfortunately, guess what happened? Yeah, Villanova Wildcats happened. Tap that rock, baby. Um, also, look at this key stat. Now, let's just stop because I'm always saying this. We need to give the offensive line more credit. No sacks. This was a big question coming into the season. It was a huge, huge, huge question. And I said in my Villanova preview, I said, yo, this offensive line, has got been saying this offensive line got talent. They deep. Well, they, well, they got depth. Deep is a very powerful word. Watch that word. But depth is different. It's, it's right below deep. Depth means if somebody go down, they can throw somebody in there. They got a couple of good guys that's going to be star uh, linemen, good linemen. Also, for Villanova. So, um, to capitalize on what's going on, uh, Tom Flacco had 304 yards, one interception, one touchdown. Got sacked twice. The Wildcat defense is good, y'all. I've been talking about it. I, I really was commenting big time on the offense more because the defense has always been star-studded, even since last year. The defense has always made and showed you how tough it was. Now the offense is equaling up to the defense. It's tough. It's tough when you can pull out a 52-point outcome. That's tough. And overtime, that's tough. And this is a high top-five-ranked team. But no serious this year. They're even more serious than I thought, but they're not all the way there yet to their peak, I'm saying. Like, they haven't even got as good as they're going to get. This coach staff is still getting used to players. Um, a whole new recruiting class has came in. Um, it's just been big. I just think Tom Flacco is one of the best FCS quarterbacks out there. He's a guy that knows how to win. And, man, what's the showdown? I mean, Daniel Smith is, can I say his name again? We have to say, the article that was wrote, wrote about him, I mean, this guy is doing it. He came to Villanova and, you know, straight from Campbell, and then the market is bigger in Philly. So he's starting to get his name out there more. If he would have started off at Delaware or, or James Madison or even Elon or something like that, we'd be hearing way more about Daniel Smith. But now he's in the right school, even up or I mean, you got a lot of good schools, North Dakota State, a lot of good schools, FCS. Villanova's one of those schools. And he's in the right situation. I think him being so tough as he is, he really solidifies what Nova Wildcat basketball, I mean football is. Now, high 
I'm going to come back to some things. I'm going to go down the offense real quick, and we will get to it. You know with football, get your popcorn. Let's conversate. Let's get in our roundtable. Let's listen to Villanova sports. Let's listen to Villanova football. We are here. We are here. Get excited. Time to get excited. It is time to get excited. I mean, Townsend was the one I said, that's the big test. If they can pull it out, whether it's a blowout or not, if it was a blowout, you'd be like, whoa, this team is a little uh, dynamic, dynamic. Might not be a better team, but with them winning, it just proves they are a national title contender. The way they did it, how they did it, and with their youth and experience, how they came together, how they started the season. Yes, say what you want. They have a top-of-the-line quarterback. They have top-of-the-line. They have explosive receivers. They have, ex- they have a multiple good running backs, and they have a good offensive line. Then you've got a stout defense. That all equals what? A title. And um, Justin Covington, man. Jesus. I'm going to say, listen. Listen. I'm going to fall back, JC. I'm going to fall back right now. Because I don't want people going, oh, he's just a homie, he's a homer. I know my sports. And, I, and, and I'm going to wait. Just off for the spite of fans who say that, I'm going to give him two more games to, to show his output. 194 yards, y'all. 194 yards. After I didn't call this man the best running back in CAA, I think he thought that was disrespectful. And this man ran for one. There's no, let me tell you something. Daniel Smith, you did your thing, brother. And you have been a star for a couple of weeks. But the star this time is Justin Covington, brother. He has been keeping up. He has not laid off rushing for 100 yards. Uh, you look at guys who have ran this football last couple of years from Forbes to, you know, a lot of guys. Nobody has started the season. That game right there, just him getting 194 yards. How explosive he's been with the ball. I knew he was explosive like that last year. I just didn't know he was going to get his time, if he was going to get his time to be a lead back, and he did. This guy's the real deal. And there's going to be a lot of NFL teams watching this guy as the season goes on. He should be on radar. Like I've always said, Justin Covington is the man. Yeah. Put it in writing. You have to stop Covington if you want a remote chance of stopping the Wildcats. Just a little chance. Just a little chance. Because while Daniel Smith was throwing four touchdowns, you had a guy with 194 yards. And they had a 100-yard receiver. We'll talk about that in a minute, which is big. You know what I mean? Because we all come back to the recruiting class on that one. But Justin Covington, I had to congratulate him, his family. Good, I mean, just to... You, had, you, you, got a, you got a monster. You got a dog there, Covington family. You got a dog there. New York. New York, be proud. You got a dog right here in Villanova. I mean, Jesus, what he was doing. If you watch this game, you got to be like, yo, dang, wow. Ooh, zip, zip. This way, that way. Through you, around you. He's the real deal. 64-yard run. 7.2 yards per carry. Just light work. That's what he do. It's just, it's just what I'm saying, therefore, he just make it look easy. But that also shows you how good the offensive line is blocking. Because he's not only running through people and around people, he's getting good holes to, to catch his stride. Because once he gets a little, this should let you know by me saying this. Once Justin Compton gets a little breath of air, like an inch, like literally an inch, like count to two seconds. 
If he gets two seconds of air, he's possible to do a 10-yard or more run. Then we look at Daniel Smith. As we always, the last game Villanova played against Towson, they got him. Okay? Townsend got him. Good game. Townsend got him. But this time he had somebody to battle with him. Who was him? Tom Flacco. Tom Flacco always goes to work on us. Well, this time, like I I said before the game, this is going to be an exciting showdown. And it was that. It was an exciting showdown. Football was being displayed when Villanova played Townsend. Smith had 70 yards rushing. No matter, Flacco had 126 gain yards. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you this because, you know, that, that was the, the, the total record of what he had was 110. But, you know, you got get back, get sacked, all the other stuff. But this is how hard it is. He had 13 rushes, man. And I know it's a lot that Daniel Smith had seven. But he had 13 rushes, though. Looking back to seeing this game, it was that an exciting, exciting experience. Just, just thinking about it, man. Just got to re-utter. Just got to re- I keep going. I talk to other analysts. I talk to family members because, you know, PA is a sports town. And they want to know, Yo, how's Villanova doing, Derek? And, you know what I mean? I know you talk about the football team. I always talk about the football team. I'm ranting and raving about this football team. I said when I took over the recruiting, well, not took over. I didn't take over nothing. I just... Just doing my job, and, and it's good to do a job you love. I love Lenovo, my favorite uh, football, basketball team, one of my favorite programs. And I, it's great to see. And I always said I wanted to put the football team in the limelight. I wanted to try to put attention to the football program, and I hope I'm doing it the best I can. I really hope it's doing it. Attention to the football fan base. I really hope that uh, people are satisfied with the work I put in for the football team because I really want to – you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to work my ass off to make even more things happen. But, man, it's just been a real good. Um, 70 to 110? This was an all-out battle between quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. I, I really respect Tom Flock. I really respect Townsend University. I mean, that guy can play. And Daniel Smith said, I'm here. I did this at Campbell, brother. You ain't know who I was. He just introduced this game here. Daniel Smith just introduced himself not only to college football, but to the playbook of opponents. <laughs> They're going to be up all night. You see what this dude be doing? You see what he be doing, man? We need to get that. St- I, the first three games, he was like, you know, you know, of course you're looking in your playbook. But this game puts people on a caution sticker. We need to try to stop this guy because you can't stop him in Covington. One, I mean, like it's going to be hard to stop both of them from impacting the game every single game. It's just, it was a marvelous performance by both Wildcats, and I, I truly honor both guys for being football players because this was an overtime game, y'all. I mean, it's not basketball overtime or extra innings in baseball, my man. This is football. You you hurt yourself. You go out there nitty gritty. When it's overtime, you breathing hard. You you trying to get the extra breath, the extra thought because oh, okay, I gotta come in here and do it again. 
and still bang around and be, I mean it was just football. I really enjoyed this game. Once again, D. Will Barley. I talked about this guy when he got recruited. I said this man can play. Thirty-three yards on five carries. I know most of it came from a twenty-seven-yard run, but boom, a twenty-seven-yard run. That's an underrated statement. He he made a big long run. This guy is good. He has quick feet. That that's what makes him so. He was real quick coming out. I'm mean, quick, fast. More like lightning than thunder. T D A O Dorajai is a is is, is thunder is lightning. I mean he's uh he's thunder. You know and uh, Barley's lightning. I mean it's classic classic thunder and lightning. I, I just think Villanova's so lucky to have these two special backs because they're going to be stars for Villanova. No no question. Um. Looking at this uh the, the running attack, it was a balance going on. I mean both defenses got uh <laughs> got their butts handed to them. You know, it was up to the, it was an offensive game. That was it. I mean, guys did they think, you know, Villanova got two interceptions, uh, got two sacks. I mean, they got an interception, two sacks. You know, and then you look at Townsend, they got two interceptions. So, plays were made, but this is offense. It's, it's going down. Offense said, we run this. Offense is both, we run this game. We go through us, and that's what happened. Villanova had 308 total yards of rushing. Jesus. To Townsend's very impressive 80, 182. In any game, 182 total yards is very is great. It's super great. Like it, it, it's 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 pleasable to an elite team. And most of the time, guys that do that win the game. If you if you bringing in 182 yards and you pass for 300 yards of total, if you're doing that, you winning the game. Not this, not against this Villanova team. You, I mean, this team grew up. You know, they're gonna have a lot to learn still, but they really grew up. Uh, they, they first, you know, they, they took their first steps. Like in your baby, take his first, take their first steps, man. Now the receivers, see, I'm glad to get here, and I'm always good. I always do. You know, you know the best at recruiting, updating y'all um, on what's going on with recruiting. You know, guys like Amos, Jaquan Amos called him. I said, I said this guy's gonna be good. I said Forrest Ryan was gonna be good. You know, looking at these guys. Um, um, look at more recruits like Christian Benford called him. I mean, I saw him at a high school called him. Elijah Trent looked in. I didn't know he was going to be this impressive. Now, this one went to another level. I didn't get to recruit Malik Fisher as much, you know. Came out. He came on late. Um, you know, just looking at the, the recruiting job, Jared Nelson, these guys are getting good. But Jaron Hayek, he played. He was, a, he was really an athlete because he was an elite cornerback. And he was an elite receiver in high school. No kidding. Anybody knows about this kid? He's the real deal Holyfield. That's my word there. The real deal Holyfield. That's what Jan Hayek is. And as a freshman, man, he just ready. You know, I had a couple of evaluations. I thought Ismail was going to get the job, but I also, uh, quarterback job, but I also thought, yo, anybody saw my write up, I said, watch out. I mean, anybody saw, uh, I, did, I did my write up, but also, if you saw Villanova Radio, I said, watch out. Ismail could lose to Daniel Smith because his experience is he's productive, man. He's the real, I mean, the man's a productive quarterback. Boom. But I also said that some guys could, like Jaquan Allen, I haven't seen him 
surface yet. You know, some guys just didn't get, you know, didn't get that time. I thought they was going to get early. But, um, and I think it's because Perez, Andrew Perez, wide receiver, he, he's starting to get time. I see him being productive in the years to come for the, for the future of Villanova. And Hayek is a bad boy. Let's just ripe all that out. I just want to get back around to this. He's a bad boy, and he's taking advantage of his opportunities. He's looking like the best receiver on the football team. But Jenga Hyde, so glad they got him the ball. I still feel like some downfield throws have to happen. But Jenga Hyde is a problem because he's so big, and then he got some speed to him. You know, so it's like it's really hard to con- to go against Villanova's receivers. I said this is a good, talented group. Uh, best group three years of me doing recruiting. The best group I've seen, and collectively, you got to give a game ball, John Hyatt. 108 yards receiving, six receptions, two touchdowns. I mean, this is wonderful for a rookie to show up. The thing is, for your rookies to show up in a big game in a a game that you know you started out, it was a tough dog fight, and they had some mistakes they made, just like Townsend had them. But on our part. We made some, uh, you know, plays that you could have made or whatever. That happens in every football game. There's nothing uncharacteristic or strange about it. But who steps up is the thing. And to see Barley and Hayek both step up, oh, man. And to step up like Hayek did, he's just going to be – I could see him getting the ball more. I'm just looking at – I'm telling everybody, right, like, look, Hayek could get the ball more. And I don't think nobody uh, – well, I don't say – I ain't going to say nobody. It's, it's too many good cornerbacks, too many good defense. But he's going to be a problem with some of the elite receivers. He will. I think he's just ready right now. I just think he's one of those kids that's just ready right now. He's hungry. And he wants it. And he, I think he has a natural football gift to be a football player. I just think he has it. Shanga Hodge, my guy, played a good possession, possession receiver. Six catches, six, six two yards. Gave him trouble. Um, you couldn't. He really bounced it out because, you know, you know, I mean, if you look at everything and how it is, you look at everything and how it is, Changa Hodge is an, so important to this team. His experience, his great playmaking ability, and he's opening up the offense for everybody else. You know, I, his, his, everything he does helps this team. And I just think with Hayek being so dynamic, it's really going to help Hodge. Like, wow. Because at first it was like, who are you going to find? You know, past couple of years have been like, who are you going who, who to get the ball? They don't know who to get the ball to. That's what I was seeing. That coaches, whoever was doing that direction, they just didn't, couldn't find the format of what to do with these teams or, or who should get the ball. But no, Hodge is the man. And now, that you, now, three years later, you get all these recruits. It's like, oh, hold up. There's Boykin. You know, God, Javon Jones, the recruits are starting to go up now. So Hodge is the only guy that can make plays in there. But what he does is he opens it up for everybody else. You know, they try to give him the ball. The FCS, the SCAA knows Hodge. They know he can break plays. So they're going to watch him on the, on the field. Round of applause, please. It's just, it, seniors, Villanova seniors, how you doing? Love y'all. Zach Kirkston, five catches, 55 yards. This man continues to have his best year since he's been in Villanova. Once again, I talked about experience. His experience is more key. I mean, he's been there long than Hodge. Or he, he's a guy that Hodge learns from. Everybody learns from. The whole football team learns from this guy. He's producing. Sometimes you got guys that's on the team, they don't even produce. They're just, they just good, knowledgeable people. 
Teron Hayek is a, a big-time receiver in, in my book right now for CA, and he's, he's a guy you should watch. Villanova distributed the ball to eight different receivers, man. Think about that, eight. Eight different people touched the ball. So, you know, it's always hard. It's always hard on coaches to have to keep up with eight different people, you know, because you think that guy that caught one catch wasn't a factor? Yeah, he's a factor, even if he had minus two catches, minus two receptions, because he's a guy that caught the ball. Another guy that has to be accounted for. Maybe Villanova throws to somebody else. Is it going to be a ninth receiver? What kind of rap they going to put out their head now? You know, it's different when you look at, like, five receivers touching the ball, and, you know, you're not really taking it. I mean, it's, just, it's too little ground to cover. You're not going to even take the – the level of the uh, football field seriously because it's like five guys on offense catching the ball. You're feeling like you got a better chance. You have a chance of five guys catching the ball. Even if you lose the game, you had a, you felt you had a better chance by five guys. But with nine guys touching the ball, it's like, where do we go? Prevent, dime. Where you going to go? What, what defense you going to do? Three cornerbacks, four. Two linebackers. Let's do three. Let's do four. Let's switch up. Three. I mean, you don't know what to do when guys like that are catching the ball. Then you got um, a guy that catches for over 50 and a guy that catches for over 100. Then it's a freshman you don't even know. Your playbook is just thrown in the air. Like, who is this kid? We, we heard he caught this much, but who is this kid? So he's on notice, too, just like Daniel Smith. He's on notice. D. Will Barley, all these guys, the better your team becomes, the more caution flags when they pay, play you, they're worried about certain guys. Ty Summers got involved. Des Boykin got involved. D. Will Barley caught a 21 yard catch. So, you know, that's 50, 54 total yards. Y'all don't think that's big when your running back rushes for an extra 33 after um, one guy, one running back had 194 yards. Y'all don't think that's big? Y'all don't think that's huge? It's another weapon. Little, little 54 yards by your third running back. Fourth running back. I mean, he, when you're a freshman, you just rotate from three to four. Depends on when you use. But man, D. Will Barley's ready. Shane Leatherberry, Darian Street, them guys was balling, man, for Townsend. They was balling. I mean, that was that was a, that was a tough tough task for uh, them for Villanova. Them guys are good, man. Liv Smith. Um, they were they were giving Villanova the listen. They distributed the eight different receivers. Flacco did. So that just tells you how good. That just tells you how good uh, of, of a game both guys had. Both defenses was running around in circles. You know what I'm saying? So they, they it really taught both defenses, got them both stronger. A loss is not a loss is not it's not a bad thing. I'm on listen. A loss being a bad thing is looking at the glass half empty. You learn from that loss. It teaches you how to win. All losses. If you dwell in that loss, then it's bad. Because now you're going to make it be a part of you. You have to go through losing seasons. You learn how to win. This is what Villanova just did, being 4-0 and the number 18 in the FCS. They are here. Wake up. Villanova's here. Look at how much they've scored these past couple games. You know what I'm saying? They are here. I'm out here, man. You know. Now we out live. Back here in Arkansas. I'll be back in Philly on the 26th.
And I'm here to really talk about just how good Villanova's total concept of, uh, of playing was. Now, I'm talking about the offensive line. I'm talking about the receiver. talking about the quarterback. talking about the running back. Now, we need to get on this defense. And they went through some hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They went through some hell, man. But, as always, now I know Ola Adams and, and, and Ross going to do they, they, they due diligence to improve anything, any mistakes, you know. But, um, as always, Villanova has a bunch of playmakers, man. I think my next podcast, talking about Villanova football, that's going to be realized. They have a bunch of playmakers like, all over the field, all over the field. Uh, Nathan Fandacaro is uh, another guy who was recruited, very underrated recruit. He, he should he could, he should be looked at by NFL scout. He's punting the ball, you know, putting us in good positions. And I'm, I'm real happy. He could have been a kicker also, you know. Fandacaro can do that. He did, you know, he did both when they recruited him. Amen Black and Forrest Ryan once again been showing up all year. Seven tackles, led the team with seven tackles, seven total tackles. Was in there, you know, fighting like dogs, you know. Couple of missed this, couple of missed that, but they were fighting like dogs. Darius Pickett, Drew Riley, and Malik Fisher all have five tackles. Good to see Pickett getting there. He's a very talented guy. I'm just, I'm just happy he's out there playing. I've been waiting to see him come through. I'm waiting. Uh, Julian Lias is another guy that uh, shout out to him. Uh, track star and Villanova receiver is a guy that hasn't even touched. Like they have guys, like they got a good deep team, but. Two rally had um, one and a half tackles for a loss, half a sack. And once again, the manimal. That's it. Malik Fish is a manimal. He's a manimal. And one and a half sacks. He's been recording a sack since this game. Since this game uh, every game, he's been recording a sack. I mean, he's going to get 10 sacks this year. He's going to get, after this year, I think scouts will look at him after this year. When next year starts, you'll be seeing NFL scouts. And, and if he continues it, if he can continue this the next year, then, then you're going to start seeing scouts like, whoa, this guy can play, you know, because he can definitely, I mean, he has been the monster. He is the the, 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 the terror, the vicious man of his defense. Malik Fisher is here to begin F, uh, FCS nightmare to quarterback. Oh, my goodness, get money. Julian Williams, Elijah Trent, both have four tackles. Julian Williams, the, the, the ultimate pro. Good veteran, just like Zach Kirsten. Um, playmaker. Four tackles. Then you got Elijah Trent, who continues. I mean, his evolution from next year, last year to this year, is like it's becoming more distant and distant with each game. He's just a man. And you got guys like Benford, Amos, and Trent on the same team. That is unbelievable. Tackle for loss for Williams, another interception for Trent. I mean, he's just becoming, you know, last, the year before last. Last year was Benford. The year before that was Amos. Now it's Trent this year being, like, the most standout. I mean, you know, you got Benford, you got but, – but Trent has been the best defensive back. He's been the best defensive back. Speaking of defensive backs, Jaquan Amos, Nawulu Elwapetu is back. Christian Benford and the big man, my guy, Gary Zobel who I knew was going to impact when he got his chance, man. It's just good to see him in there doing his thing. Uh, they all had three tackles each. Finding Carroll, I know I'm one of the only analysts that talk about, I don't know if any analyst talks about kicking or punting. I feel like everything, that's why I interview uh, the punters that get recruited, I feel like every position needs to be of a priority. 
not just separated like that. It's crazy. It's not football. You know what I mean? So, I don't down nobody. I just feel like that's why I do it. That's my, I, it wouldn't be football if I didn't do that. I, I wouldn't be talking football. Yeah, four punts, you know what I mean? It's like over, almost 200 yards. And he was 45 yards per kick. He kicked a 52 yarder. I mean, he's just been phenomenal to me. I mean, there's nothing more than a guy when you can't when you can't do nothing on four downs that can put the ball in a position where they can't score, make it harder for them to score. That's not emphasized enough. You know, kickers, they kick gang-winning kicks all the time. Some teams wouldn't even be here. New England Patriots wouldn't have started a dynasty if it wasn't for a kick. Wouldn't have been no, no England, it would have messed their whole team. Or no, everybody like, nah, no, it wouldn't have. I could say it will. You can't say it. You can't, if I can't say it won't, if I can't say that that kick would have depleted the New England Patriots' confidence as um, they dynasty, you can't say that, oh, you must be crazy, New England Patriots, because it wouldn't have been no New England Patriots. That first championship would be gone. That's proof. That's truth. All right. I tell you what, let's talk more Des Boykin. Can I do that? Whitehall, shout out. PA. The boy had 193 yards uh, returning the ball. He had a 65-yard return. He's serious. He he, he isn't. I think eventually he'll have about a couple of touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's just doing such a heck of a job, man. I'm just impressed with him. Not only that, he had uh, two catches, a 16-yard receiver. He had a six-yard run. I means he was involved. It would, it, and it shows you a lot about what coaches really think about him. To, to, to want to get a, the, the ball in a player's hands. It shows you a lot about this kid. To want to get the ball in his hands, receiving, running, it shows you how good and explosive he is. So he's scary because he hasn't been consistently racking up big numbers, but he's been consistently being involved and making plays. It's only a matter of time before things start happening. He'll learn more for next year. He'll be even more dangerous next year. It's big. And finding Carroll also averaged 60 yards per kickoff, y'all. This guy's phenomenal. Phenomenal. He can be a kicker and a punter at the same time. I really believe it. Put let, let him do it next year. Let him do it. I'm look, Coach Verante needs to do that. Let that man do both. He is special with the leg. He's special. He's a special leg. NFL, no question. All right? Um, it's been big, y'all. I just came to talk about football with y'all real quick. I'm about to be out. I'm out of town. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always in touch. I'll be back in Philly on 26. Villanova Radio is here. Next time I'll be talking about... um. We got the special Jay Wright podcast coming up, and, and I know people don't want to miss that. But until then, we'll be doing more. I'll be talking about being over basketball recruiting. You know, um, you want to talk about that? Uh, Devin Askew, the, the Villanova has been in to see Devin Askew, five, 2021 five-star point guard, Devin Askew, who uh, Duke and Memphis are after, Kentucky and Memphis are after. Uh, they, they went in hard for A.J. Griffin. They've been recruiting him like they did Antoine and, you know, so many guys in the past like Lonnie Walker who didn't commit, Javon Quinley who committed. Um, A.J. Griffin's been recruited that hard, and I think his is more similar to how they recruited Antoine, you know, early and often. And I, I feel he's a uh, he – everybody talking about, oh, Kentucky and Duke, they're, they're, not, they're not impressive like that to Villanova. Villanova could take a recruit from any of them. I mean, they, they can win battles, but it's not an overwhelming thing. Villanova's not really gotten to any recruiting battles, specifically that many with Kentucky. They got into a couple with Duke, but they ain't got none with Kentucky. So, 
is, you know, looking at the whole thing, you know, um, we're going to see. Max Christie, Duke is also after him. You know, uh, Deadly Shooter, heck of a score. Villanova is also in, was also in for him. Langston Love, another five-star. Villanova was also in for him. Nanu Joku. Now, remember when I was telling y'all who, who Villanova's top targets were? Before they even started visiting and going in for him. Devin Nasku, Max Christie, Nanu Joku, A.J. Griffin. Trey Patterson. They also was in for J Trey Patterson. They was also in for him. All five of the top targets. Langston Love, they love him. Langston Love will be a wildcat if one of those five guys don't commit. I think he'll be a wildcat. We'll just see what happens, how it goes down. Uh, Devin Askew's about to commit real soon. These 2021 commits, early ones or something, right? But he'll, he'll commit soon, and he's taking a visit to Villanova. I think he could be there. And the thing is that the leverage that Kentucky has is that they're going to look, we'll give you the keys, you know, to the to the, to the the Kentucky field if you commit to us. That that's Let me tell you something why Kentucky and Duke are so successful because they give you starting jobs from the gate. Everybody commits one and done and there's always a job open. It's not like that in Villanova. Even after the championship, there was no sure starting job. Even after we won two out of three championships because you talk about Kentucky – and they always say, well, who they put in the NBA? That don't mean they do nothing in college. Y'all ain't no Kentucky, ain't no Kentucky franchise in the NBA. Y'all talking about what y'all put in the NBA. That's it. That, that don't make y'all successful in college. That make y'all successful in the NBA. <laughs> that make y'all that makes y'all it gives y'all a resume in the NBA. It has nothing to do with college play. Like, if you recruit NBA players, how does that make your program a winning program? I'm serious. And what I mean by winning the championship, and it's the only other winning I'm talking about. Only it's the only winning that matters. All those recruits you get don't nobody win no championships. What are y'all getting hyped for every year? He's going to the NBA. That's what Kentucky do. Yeah, we recruited Terrence Clark, Kentucky. He's going to the NBA. He knew that before he committed to Kentucky. So Kentucky didn't get him in the NBA. So so it's all fraud talk. It's fraud talk. Cause those guys are already NBA stars before they even get there. Some guys, you know, like Shea Alexander, their stuff go up, you know. But that's not, even a, that's not even a percentage that's even big. I mean, how many recruits you get that weren't NBA stars that end up going to the NBA? Villanova has a better percentage than that. Guys were not predicted to go to the NBA. Amari Spellman was looked at. Out of all the guys that came out in the last five years, Amari Spellman and Brunson were the only guys looked at as NBA players and wasn't even first-round picks, but looked at with NBA potential. Some boys, they was like a uh, 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 top 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's a – Villanova actually makes players. So it's a little different. So I'm out of here, y'all. Holler at you more. Um, follow the leader. Villanova Radio.